You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It's time for the Dragon Con Report, a podcast dedicated to help newcomers and veterans prepare for the upcoming annual convention in downtown Atlanta. With interviews, advice, and news from the pros and fans alike, be careful, you never know, you might actually learn something. Howdy everyone and welcome to the fourth episode of the 2022 Dragon Con Report. Continuing our 11th season of covering the con we love so much. I'm your host, Mike Gordon, and I'm pleased to introduce you to the rest of our station crew. Of course, we have working uh, working the room is uh, Director Mike Faber. How is it going over there? Oh, I'm ready to pull my hair out. That's right, are folks. We, I we, am so broad- ready to pull my hair out. Are we broadcasting to the people? Are we, 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 are, are, so with, we are part of the people. Yes, <laughs> that is right. We are so people that ready. We are, you know, what can we say? Well, uh, we appreciate it so much. Um, uh, and we also have uh, Darren with us. Howdy, of course. Everybody. 11 years, right, man? Dude. <laughs> Dude. 11 years and 11 hangovers. Yes, indeed. And he looks great for being only 22 years old now. I do, don't I? And, there's uh, a painting over here that's decrepit, however. So there's that. <laughs> uh, and of course, Jen is with us too. Hello, everyone. I, I can't. I don't even want to ask how old you were when we started these eleven years ago. She was so. five. She was five. <laughs> no, I was. I'm, I'm forty-five. I'm forty-five now. So I was in my thirties. Okay. Okay. Wow. I. Yeah, that's. Wow, that's still. I take, uh, I, take, I take care of myself. You do. You absolutely do. She does. You absolutely folks. do. You absolutely I would do. not have guessed forties at all for you, Jen. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be. I'll be forty six in a few that's months. That's that's that good self care all of us geeks need to do. You know. <laughs> no, it's avoiding sunlight. That, what that's is. what we do naturally, right? <laughs> yep. And uh, as you all can see, we have a special guest joining us too, straight from last week, hosting the first town hall of the year. Tony Gowell. Hi, everyone. Howdy. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, excellent job uh, with uh, you and Doug, oh. right? And Teddy with the town yeah. hall last week. Thanks. Um, this is the first year you've, I mean, this is the earliest you've started it, right? Yes. Uh, we started town halls in uh, 2020. And this is the earliest. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I want to talk more about what, what is time. What, I had to think about it. For a second. Like, <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about uh, more about what happened there in the news section. So let me sure. get rid of uh, let me get rid of some business first. Uh, we are a proud member of the ESO network. We have a tea public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff, including a very cool design for the Dragon Con Report podcast. The logo is awesome. The new one. Thank you, Mike. Uh, there's a link for that in this episode's show notes, as well as at the top of the ESO Network page. So if you're watching live, you can just go to the ESONetwork.com, click on the top of the page, and that'll take you there. Uh, ESO Network also has a Patreon page. Uh, thank you, patrons, for all your support. Anything exciting going on in the world of patrons for our patrons, Mike? No? 
Of course, you got me when I'm on mute because I'm trying to get us onto the damn, uh, onto the damn DragonCon report page. So that's another dollar in the jar. No, I didn't curse. I, I said, "Damn!" I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I didn't. Okay. I didn't drop the f bomb or you know all the other stuff because I do know some people listen with their kids when they listen in the car. See, if you're a, if you're a patron, you get to hear us curse for real. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Also, if you're up so, on our wonderful a... YouTube channel, you also get it. Also, that's you get all the cursing. <laughs> Perk. Exactly. <laughs> That's how we thank you. That's how we thank you. Um, show. <laughs> exactly. If you're listening to the podcast, you're hearing lots of beeps. That's right. So, <laughs> so uh, you can also support our show by leaving a review on whatever platform you're watching us or listening to us. Um, and uh, in addition, you can always access past episodes. Uh, this is our fourth one of the year, so we've already done three. Uh, you can uh, access those through dragonconreport.com. Uh, and if you would like to leave us direct feedback or comment on the show, Please feel free to do so. Our email is feedback at dragonconreport.com. You can also reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. So um, I just want to also let you know that DragonCon Report is an unofficial podcast of the con. We are not and never have been officially connected with DragonCon. For all the official news, we strongly recommend checking out the official site and social media outlets. So that's uh, that said, uh, let's get uh, started with talking to some news uh, that happened. And of course, uh, before we get to the town meeting, we want to talk about dates that are coming up. Um, the DragonCon membership rate currently is one hundred forty dollars. Uh, that is good through uh, the seventeenth of June. Uh, the final pricing after that point, including at the door or single day memberships, will be determined and announced prior to June first. So that's coming up, man. That's going to be here before we know it. That, that's like um, a month. That's like a month and a half. You're going to blink and it'll be here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Five dollar processing fee will be applied to all memberships, and DragonCon memberships are non-refundable and non-transferable. So, so, but as we always say, don't wait because they only go up in price. So get your memberships now. Um, as far as important dates go, uh, most of the deadlines for applications and, and all that have uh, passed. The only one that's still current is guests and attending pros. Uh, you can still do that uh, up until the 16th, uh, sorry, the 15th of June. And uh, that's about it as far as that goes. Um, and of course, the town hall was uh, last week on the 18th. Yes. Um, there was some there was some there were some announcements there. Um, the main focus was on volunteers, as always, which is a uh, a need of DragonCon. Uh, a great experience for all those who do it. Um, I think you guys said that there was like 130 different department of over 130 different departments mm-hmm. that need volunteers. Um, there's over 2,400 volunteers, or somewhere in that um, in that ballpark sure. that it takes to run the show. Uh, that's a lot. So obviously, if you still want to, if you, there's still a chance to get in on being part of this great convention. Um, yes, you know, absolutely. So um, I'm yeah, sorry. we have over 130 departments, but not all of them um, have a volunteer need. Um, okay. Some of them are are smaller, more niche uh, volunteer groups and departments that. Um, like the photography department, man, you can't get rid of a photographer. They're in for life. They get to see all the cool stuff. I mean, I know if I was one of them, I'd never leave either. So some of the smaller departments are completely fine, but we do have 
uh, registration, the stores, the safety departments and tech ops are some of the largest departments. Uh, Walk of Fame this year, they've put out a call for people to come and help with the celebrities, okay. which is a huge draw for for fans that want to to be in the know and feel like they're not missing anything as well. So yeah, a uh, big show, but we do we have capped out at over 2,400 volunteers in years past. Whew. It's, it's a beast to run that, that oh, yeah. huge show across the it seven buildings. It takes a village, literally. It, it, it takes, literally <laughs> takes a village. Yes. It takes a city. <laughs> right. A small town, right. a small town. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so obviously, uh, and we'll have a link like we always do for more information about how you can become a volunteer. So sure, yeah. we definitely encourage people to do so. Um, so uh, any questions that you have for that, obviously uh, follow the link. Uh, you can also ask any of us as well. And we'll be happy to direct you to the most uh, mm-hmm, appropriate mm-hmm. people. So, or easy thing, just go to the Dragon Con website because it's right there too. So it's right there. Yeah. Um, all right. So the other announcements, um, the literary guest of honor was announced yes. uh, for this year. Uh, I'm going to try this for the people at home. If you are familiar with our drinking game uh, <laughs> and you can have a beverage of your choice, you know, I'm not encouraging alcoholism or any kind, but your beverage. Of, <laughs> so uh, we have a drinking game of, uh, you know, when we mispronounce a name or, or uh, anything else on the show, uh, feel free to drink. Uh, it does, uh, you know, it makes a, it makes the, the show go better for everybody I, involved. I did it. phonetically spell it out when they announced it. <laughs> oh, did you? Yes, just just in case we needed to know how to pronounce. Gotcha, it. gotcha. So, do you want to take a stab at it? Sure. It is Neddy Okorafor. Okay, is that right, That's, Jody? Uh, yeah, Jody's nodding. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, Okorafor is a Nigerian American writer of African futurism, and she's yes. won just about every literary award on the planet. So if mm-hmm. you're not familiar with her, um, I don't think they have her information yet on the website for Dragon Con, but I'm sure that's coming soon. But you can just yes. uh, uh, Wikipedia her, uh, do that and, and find out more about her because, man, she's fascinating. I was, uh, I did not, to be honest with you, I, I was not familiar with her uh, until the town hall meeting and I looked her up and I'm like, wow, this is impressive. I think uh, yes. her shows just got optioned, or one of her books just got optioned for a TV show, I thought I heard. For Hulu, for Hulu yeah. 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 Wow. So, uh, so that's really cool. Um, and Congrats as far to as, her. Yay! Yes. <laughs> right. And as far as uh, any other big uh, guest announcements, um, well, mm-hmm. the only thing that uh, was uh, that was released on the uh, town hall was that Star Trek fans will be pleased. So, and, and, yes. and that's, <laughs> that, that's a major lift these days, kids. You know, <laughs> that, that, it's a huge list uh, to choose from, but I think it's also kind of cool that you know for as long as i've been going to dragon con and as long as you know fandom has been around for science fiction fans and fantasy fans star trek's been a big part of that so i I love the fact that you know one of the first major guests that is being hinted is related to star trek as well it just seems like that's a a really nice union uh what if their convention has a former cast member of a Star Trek show as the director of a department. I mean, Garrett has been running Star Trek, <laughs> yeah. the Trek track for years. Um, and it is not him. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, okay, <laughs> so let's take him on. I saw in the comments <laughs> at the town hall, they were like, uh, Garrett. And I was That's like, Garrett. no, he's going to be there. <laughs> and of course, the bar. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and of course he's a special guest in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we treat him like one of the family because he's one of our directors. Absolutely. Uh, but they're, 
and the reason why it wasn't announced exactly who it is is because we were hoping to to maybe have more than one person to announce so that we just didn't want to to rob any one person of thunder we want to make sure that there, there's like a grouping so that's why we kind of left it vague but it was hot off the presses that's cool that's cool so yes so that's something we can look forward to and i would imagine yes. once once that ball Very starts soon. rolling, it's just going to be an avalanche full of names that we all know. Yes, there are, there are a lot of moving parts. Uh, the guest selection committee work hard all year round, but uh, they they really ramp up in the spring because that's mm-hmm. when uh, a lot of your higher profile guests, they mm-hmm. start knowing what their production schedules are like going into the summer. So a lot of them are really leery to sign on to something because I mean, gosh, in a post-COVID world, I mean, who knows what's happening from month to month, long less knowing what you wouldn't be able to say a full year in the future. So, yeah, fans love the big celebrities, but getting the big celebrities to come, those announcements don't get made until it's much closer to the show when they know they can come. Well, plus, it's a bummer when somebody gets announced, say, like, and then they cancel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then people are mad at mad at y'all. People are mad at the con, and that's not the con's <laughs> fault. People, yeah, calm down, yeah. calm down. Our goal, our goal is to make everyone happy, not miserable. Believe us, we feel like we fall <laughs> on the sword uh, when we have to say that a guest is coming. That's why we just don't like to name names until like those contracts and those agreements and things are signed and the ink is dry, just yeah. in case. Because we've had so many opportunities to to have guests that really wanted to come, but for some reason, things just fell apart. I mean, and I think there was a year that Arnold Schwarzenegger was interested. There was a year that Joss Whedon was interested. There was a year where Robert Downey Jr. was interested. There was even a year where Lady Gaga was one wanting to come to the show. Exactly. So, I mean, it's like if we, you know, announced every little possibility in a rumor, people would have no faith in us whatsoever. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I I will say over the, you know, the, the 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 time that I've been going anyway, and even before that, the the number I don't think that I've ever looked at a guest list and been disappointed at all. No, I mean, if, no, if anything, it's more not. like an embarrassment of riches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just like, oh wow, there's just so many uh, guests that I want to check out or meet or to have their picture, whatever you know, whatever your uh, sort of interest is in that celebrity. Oh, yeah, we bring about some- seven hundred guests and professionals yeah. and musicians to the show every year. And I don't know a lot of conventions that can that can support that many professionals in their field. Right, right. Yeah, I've that always can... said if you're going to to the con for one guest, you need to like expand your geekery universe <laughs> a little bit because there's a <laughs> lot at the con, and odds are a, a an a number one guest that you're going to see, you're going to be waiting in line for a couple of hours to wait to get in to see them and chances are if you get them in the door for one guest they're gonna find the other yeah, things totally. that they really like too that they didn't know was that they part didn't of know was even fun. there you know exactly um exactly so we're still waiting on uh television and movie uh celebrities uh, to be announced uh for this year but there have been some we announcements. Are? Uh, are, <laughs> I think so. Tease, tease. <laughs> we we are. That's the tough part about working at the office, as I see here so much. I never know what's public knowledge and what isn't. That's why I'm very cautious when I get on uh, a non-scripted uh, podcast or you know, conference. I'm like, oh. Go hunt Tony down and tickle torture him until he gives you an answer. <laughs> tickle torture, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I know that any of our, our guests or professionals or performers that we have already 
um, got lined up are on the website. Uh, but as you were mentioning earlier, our literary guest of honor isn't up yet because that was a, a brand new deal. And it's usually like within a week of, of an announcement. I'm not even sure if the social media teams have rolled out the complete announcement yet that she's coming. Um, but I know they're working on the artist guest of honor and yeah, there's a whole lot coming and it's going to come fast and furious. So definitely stay tuned for our town hall, which will be live from MomoCon next month. Oh, that's right. That's, that's awesome. Right. That's, that that is, is awesome. cool. That's very cool. This is the um, first time you guys are doing something for MomoCon, isn't it? Yes, because this was born out of COVID and uh, this will be the first MomoCon uh, since 2019. We had the Winterfest this past December. Um, which was a lot of fun, uh, but we had already done our holiday sign-off town hall. Mm. Just said we didn't feel a need to, to, we wanted to go and support Winterfest as much as possible. So uh, we're ready to do it here at Momocon. Um, this might be a bit behind the scenes. And, and, and uh, is, is, are you in, involved with when the town halls get released or done or produced? I would love to say that it is all born from my mind, but unfortunately it is not <laughs> no, I <do. laughs> uh, because I know what my schedule is better than anyone. Uh, but there are many moving parts and it's really an alignment of constellations. Uh, I'm the producer. And so I help uh, bring in the, uh, the scheduling and work with the, uh, the board and the co-chairs as like what the topic is going to be. Then we source out the guests um, and then kind of help script it together. But then just trying to get all of those people together free on the same evening. You know, I mean, volunteers, it's like herding cats because no one's getting paid. So you've got to work around everybody's real world schedules. Um, so, yeah, I would love to say that it's all up to me. But uh, I know when I'm doing it in May, the rest of it is still nebulous. <laughs> well, well, we appreciate it. I think it does add to the yeah. excitement throughout the year. Agreed. Um, one of the things that we've tried to do with this podcast is to release it, you know, once a month uh, up until the sh- uh, from January up until October when we do our last one, um, because there still is a lot to talk about. Um, there still is a lot of uh, information that's out there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm sure from your end, there's still a lot of work that's being done. Uh, that oh, yeah, matter, that's really. why that's why we work year round. Uh, we have so much that we have to do. Now, uh, what, one of the things that I love about the job is that what I do in October is not the same job that I necessarily do in June because everything is, is relatively cyclical around our once a year event. Um, but there's a lot of inventory and cleanup that goes into after the show, but then we have to start the whole process over again. As I mentioned earlier, you know, Dragon Con tries to bring over 700 guests and professionals and performers. So that's that many conversations that are had with agents and managers and talent. And then there's the seven buildings that we're in. So there's all the conversations with all those people that are responsible for the buildings. Then there's the parade permit with the city of Atlanta and getting the transportation together. So there's a lot that goes into putting on the show. So it cracks me up when people go, oh, Y'all work all year? Y'all just don't throw this together? <laughs> like, well, I would love to say that this is just you know, thrown together the weekend before, but unfortunately, there's a lot of work that goes into it. And, and it, it stands the test of time. That's why we've been around for 36 years. Yeah. And you have well, to Sorry. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, and you Go have ahead. to uh, answer questions about when the app is going to be ready. Like hundreds of times a When's day. When's the schedule coming out? <laughs> drink. <laughs> Take a drink, everybody. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> wow. Here's to, here's to that. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I don't think the average congoer knows how hard y'all work yeah. every year. And I, I want to take this moment, uh, just Tony, we, we really respected y'all for how you had to pivot really quickly when COVID happened. It was not everybody's perfect year, obviously. It's not what anyone sure. wanted, but y'all did it amazingly well with very short time. And I don't think y'all get enough credit for that publicly and openly. So there you go, sir. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I was just here for the affirmation later. You should have seen us. There the were lots were of doing, people that worked hard. Yeah, totally, totally. Absolutely. The first time y'all were doing town halls, we were like, usually it would wind up we had recorded the week before. So we would you would suddenly see us in a group chat going, Oh my god, do we need to do another episode? They just dropped all this news. Oh my god, what's going on? What do we do? <laughs> That was our panicking. That was yeah. our panicking too. Wow, yeah. we're symbiotic. Like, oh my gosh, Pretty much. what do we do? We have all this Everyone news. Everyone panicked together. Yes. So, oh my so gosh, we tried to time them a little bit. Uh, we tried to time it a little bit better now. So uh, now oh, that nice. they're now that they're becoming a thing, and uh, I might and ask so... you when they're going to come. Huh? <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, I can tell you next month. It's on that Thursday of my month. Yep. On. <laughs> so what's that? The twenty so, sixth. So I guess uh, yeah. I guess, folks, the next week you can expect the Dragon Con report then too. So, yay! <laughs> um, just uh, real quick yeah. about about the guests. Like I said, there are still mm -hmm. some guest announcements, um, authors and whatnot, and a big media guest actually that uh, I just want to mention because uh, our own director Mike Faber is is a as a guest this year again. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, this guy. That's right. This which, guy's coming what, back to Dragon Con. Which? How? What? Do you know what number this is for you for that? Oh, gee, as a guest, I have to say this is probably my sixth year of being a guest. But before that, excellent. I was an attending professional for like three or four years, and mm -hmm. before that, I was a paying schlub like everybody else. You know, <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that and everything. And. No, don't call yourself a schlub. Oh my gosh. Oh, have you seen <laughs> me? Fan. I am a schlub. Come on. Hello. No, I, I have been I don't think I've ever seen you without your hat on in person. So that's true. That is true. So Well, but, I mean your your best cosplay is Big Lebowski, let's be honest. Yeah, you are well, the dude. I am. You are the dude. I know. Dude. I have to start growing the hair back <laughs> out for it this year. Yeah. Seriously. So you know. Somebody at work saw me as the Lebowski and he says, Is that you? It's like, yes, that's me. It's like, it's so it's pretty fun because I had it up on a screensaver or something like that. But yeah, it's an honor to be coming back to Dragon Con. Um, loving um, being there and helping out on panels and just talking to everyone about the con. It's my favorite event of the year, and you know, it oh, just wow. gets better and better. Thanks, it's pretty awesome. And, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's been great. It's and something I never take for granted. Yep. No, and we're putting together some amazing stuff through ESO for the con this year. We're already looking at doing, you know, bringing back the meet and greet. We're talking about doing an ESO dinner. We're talking about maybe even doing a 10th anniversary panel through the new media track because ESO Network is actually celebrating our 10th anniversary this year. So, Happy anniversary. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so, and you know, it's all because of you wonderful people. You're going to be able to do all this kind of stuff. So you never know. We got other things in the plans too, you know, so we'll have to wait and see. 
Awesome. Uh, so, uh, so that's it for the guests. There are some familiar faces, some familiar names to us, uh, but we're going to save our big uh, guest list reveal for the next episode. So I, I got a feeling that that's going to be much bigger um, and much more exciting and more opportunities for you guys to drink. So, uh, yes. so we definitely want to do yes. that. So um, any other news that uh, you guys found out that uh, were not was not in the town hall or it was out there? Oh, actually, there is one more thing that I want to mention uh, sure. because uh, there uh, the well, this is going to be released maybe just in enough time for people to check it out. But the DC superheroes is doing their first event this weekend. Yes. Uh, at the, uh, with, uh, is it open hand? Is that right? That's mm-hmm. charity, right? So, um, so that is happening this weekend. Um, yes. and they will be doing events. You, you know, it might be too late. To, if you're hearing this, you might be too late for you to be involved with that one, but it is already be closed doing... for this Saturday. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> Good to know. It's our so, first one back in three years. So that's amazing, isn't it? it? It filled up in less than two days when we put out the all call. That's, so that's, a beautiful response from all of our fans. Uh, so we had, uh, you know, close to 100 slots to help out with open hand. So, uh, yeah, filled in no time at all, which is a really nice problem to have when you want yeah, to sell your mm-hmm. official charity. You're well, you're going to help them out and you come up with all of the help that you can. So it was nice that the response was this great. As it was. And, and I understand that there will be other opportunities for help uh, throughout the summer, right? Um, possibly. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I know that a couple of opportunities come up, but again, because of COVID, uh, we are just being very cautious. And charities, of course, are, are being very cautious about mm-hmm. who's around a lot of um, uh, the more fragile members of their, their communities. Yeah. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out. We try to do between one and three a year, but we have been itching to come back and we just got the t-shirt in for this year's superheroes. So for fans uh, that maybe don't know, anytime you participate in one of our Dragon Con superhero events, you do get a cool custom shirt that's never sold. Wow. Oh, that's very cool. That's awesome. I, I tell you what, those Dragon Con shirts. Uh, so that, that reminds me of another thing I want to mention because I got asked about, you know, this shirt, um mm-hmm. uh the other day and um i i, I checked the store and I was like, sorry it's not it's not available anymore so nope. um so yeah sometimes uh, with these with this dragon con merch you have to like jump mm-hmm. on it uh right get away. it while it's hot get, absolutely get it while it's hot so um all right so that's it for the news and notes actually for this one, week. one question oh. from the audience already oh, um, oh yeah oh, thank wow. you mike thank Great. you yeah, you know um of course uh our friend sarah rose was asking, ah, and, and of course, Sarah jumped in, and she wanted to know, um, is are we getting a mailed progress report this year? I have no idea. You no idea? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Olivia Doyle is our know. publications director, and uh, she, she uh, and the team helped design it and put it out. So I don't know if it's going to be digital or, or a paper publication. I am unaware. I'll know when they tell me. Okay. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I have written And we'll know when you so know, will, so it's perfect. We will, we, will exactly. keep an, we will keep an eye out for to see if we can find out more about TBD. that. So, uh, TBD. I made a note of that. So thank you. Anything else from the uh, from the folks there, Mike? Just, hey, gang. Good to see you. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, howdy. 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 That's what we say. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. So, oh, actually, a co- couple, co- pe- couple more people have actually just popped up. 
And okay. um, let's see. Stephen Yout. Big thanks to Tony and everyone that makes the con possible every year. And Aww. he also said Dragon Con is the, one, up. It gives us something to do. is the one big thing my wife and I plan for every year. Aww. And, That's so sweet. Um, F. Tom Larson said, Town Halls give us the reporting of progress that we want. So. That's Thanks. Pretty cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. Those are the comments right now. Thanks, Rocksteady. You're the awesome. best. Yes. I know exactly who that is. Yeah. <laughs> we, we live in the same, I think we still live in the same town. Yeah, he's from Texas, too. I was going to say, I, I know they live over there, but I didn't know yeah. which town. I don't. I don't want to give out his. He might not. Well, right. He, 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 like, he lives on Elm Street. Right here. Here. <laughs> you can see him hanging out at the Shoney's, yeah. the Whataburger. Left at the cow, and he's the third house on the right, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we're still getting used to this uh, live stream thing. Okay, oh, yeah. so uh... <laughs> it will get better, folks. I promise. You mean, I promise. You mean we can't? You mean we can't edit this out? Uh, damn. Uh, too late. Um, all right, so. That's it for news and notes, uh, but we want to get to the main topic. So uh, for those people who are listening to this on a podcast, you will we will get to that right after this message. Modern Musicology is a podcast covering topics on rock and pop ranging mostly from the 70s, 80s, and 90s with occasional excursions into the 60s and aughts and even occasionally the 2010s. Anything is fair game. Classic rock, R&B, folk, punk, prog, rap, metal, and way more with two Americans, one Brit, a ton of fun, and a healthy dose of cynicism. This place is like a ghost Welcome back, everybody, and uh, we are now ready to talk all about uh, panels, moderating, not moderation, right, Tony? We're not talking about moderation, not, not a Dragon Con, certainly. There is no moderation at Dragon all, Con. All of the mediating of panel people. <laughs> exactly exactly so um tell us a little bit about how you got started at dragon con like what was your first dragon con and how you got sort of interested or or into moderating and, and taking okay. part and participating in panels um way back in the time machine the year was 2001 i was working at walden books in nashville tennessee while i was in college and one of my fellow book clerks sue uh, was a volunteer at DragonCon. She still is. And she was telling me all about this amazing convention because she had noticed that I was reading a book by Laurel P. Hamilton, one of her uh, Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me all about how she was actually helping her um, during the autograph portion of her of her visit to DragonCon. And all of the words that she was telling me were completely foreign to me. I had no idea what she was saying other than Laurel K. Hamilton, author, signing. I was like, okay, I can piece all those things together. So then she started telling me more about Dragon Con and the department that she was in, guest hospitality, and how there were some openings and that me and my husband should come and volunteer and work with her 
in that department. And so that was kind of my start way back in 2001 on how I got on board with Dragon Con. Wow. Um, so you started right from the beginning behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. So this will be my 22nd Dragon Con. And so for the first seven years, I uh, worked in guest hospitality. The director at the time was Regina Kirby, who's currently the senior director of programming. And so when she uh, moved to programming, uh, she took me and Andrew with her because, you know, the new director wanted to bring in their team of people to work in guest hospitality. So we went with Regina and fast forward to 2009 and uh, Malcolm McDowell needed a moderator and Regina just turned and looked at me in the programming office and she was like, Tony, how would you like to try moderating? And again, I was like, I don't know what those words are, but just what do you want me to do? And then she gave me the crash course on what moderating was and away I went and I was terrible. So if there's a video of my 2009 panel with Malcolm McDowell, it's a disaster. Uh, mostly because he has such a musical lilt to his speaking tone that when he was answering questions and telling these gorgeous stories about what it was like to work with Stanley Kubrick on uh, Clockwork Orange, that uh, I just tuned in and I would just kind of rest my hand <laughs> on my chin and just stare at him. And he would <laughs> look at me and would be like, Tony, do you want to ask another question? And I'm like, yes. Next question. Like I was completely mesmerized by him. So completely not, not the worst thing in the world, but I was easily distracted by the guest because he had such amazing, rich stories to tell that I was completely captivated. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like this close to a legend. How cool is that? Gosh, these stories are great. And then realize I'm still trying to do a job. And so, yeah, that was how I got started. And for some reason, uh, no one complained loudly enough up the ladder that I got to do it again and again. And then here I am all these years later. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that, yeah, that is definitely uh, unique. I know that uh, Mike and I started with paneling, our, our panels were more uh, fan oriented. Mm -hmm. For those people who uh, either aren't aware of uh, how panels work or go to Dragon Con, not for the panels, because certainly there's a lot of people that do that. Uh, and there's some people yeah. that uh, Dragon Con is all about the panels. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's different There's different kind of panels. There's, I say, what I call sort of fan panels, and then there's like guest panels, mm -hmm. right? There's, there's panels where a lot of fans are getting together talking about how much they love certain things, right? Um, and, and, and having discussions, in-depth discussions about uh, certain topics in science fiction, media, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then there are guest panels, which are usually just um, uh, made up of uh, a presentation or uh, one particular celebrity that everybody there wants to see and, mm -hmm. and hear from and, and have, you know, tell stories um, and, and ask questions. Because that's a big part of the guest panel as well, is that the audience really gets involved uh, by asking questions as well. Right. Um, so, so you're really focused more on the guest panels, right? Yes. I attend did fan panels more often when I volunteered in guest hospitality because my schedule was more structured. Mm -hmm. um, whereas when I moderate or host or judge an event at Dragon Con currently, uh, my schedule is usually all over the place and it's a really difficult to, to, to schedule free time to go and enjoy a panel or something. Um, and then I don't ever present as a professional on a panel very often because I'm usually completely schooled by 
actual professionals in their fandom on the panel and I'm left speechless. Uh, I know I was confounded by a Disney pin, trading pin panel for the kids track. And I have never seen a more ferocious group of professionals <laughs> that knew the ins and outs of everything Disney pin trading. And here I am with my big book going, I like Halloween pins. And that's <laughs> what I collect. Does anybody that's have a awesome. Halloween pin? And they're like, I'll look at your book. And you could see like the, the shining in their eyes looking for like a mistake pin that maybe I had gotten a hold of. So I just was like, gosh, I am terrible at these. They were talking about just like when pins were started by the Disney company, mm -hmm. what the rules and process was. And I was like, I was just here to make a trade. They're, they're, they're a serious group, that group. That yes. <laughs> yes. And so go, go I, I choose to stay away from fan uh, panels as a panelist. A sword and a shield I, might not be out of hand, actually. <laughs> I, I do so believe good. that that both you and uh, Director Faber were on a fan. It started off as a fan panel, but it kind of <laughs> turned into a guest panel. It oh, sure did. That was so much fun, too. Well, you, you had a big deal with it because you helped arrange it, too, Tony. Um, yeah. The, uh, the gentleman that she's married to from uh, – does, does anybody recall his name? He was one of the, the more wacky one of the pirates. pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean. And he's he done was... so many other things. I don't want to shortchange who he is, but he was um, on a panel with me and he mentioned his wife in the panel as being Mrs. Hughes in Downton Abbey. Um... And she's right over there and he points to her in the audience and I almost fell I out of my chair. <laughs> I was like, are you joking me? And so I was just like, mm, keep that little nugget going. And so we finished the panel and I was like, yeah. We have a Brit track that loves Dr. Emmy. <laughs> Would she like to maybe be someone on a panel? And so he's just like, uh, she doesn't like this is all weird. I'm like, no, no, listen to me. We have a panel about Downton Abbey. She should stop by. So then I had him a second time on a next day. And then by then she was on board because he said he was going to talk to her. And then I was like, so did you talk? And then yes. And then he actually introduced me to her. And she was like, oh, yeah, we'll stop by. And I was like, okay, so here's the arrangement. Um, I'll have you guys come in the back way. So it's a surprise. And that way you can get out of Dodge if you're uncomfortable or you're over it. And you're like, this is weird. I got to go. Because she was not familiar with that world at all. Um, she was just there really to support him and come to do some shopping in Atlanta. That's why she had come to Dragon Con. And so we brought her in. And then I remember her saying, don't you have to go? to a dinner reservation because she had told me she did not want to stay more than like 10 minutes. And then she's like, no, no, I'm fine. And so then we were like, we'll have a seat then at the panel. <laughs> and she proceeded to give essentially a guest professional panel to an audience of fans that adore Downton Abbey. There were tons of them in cosplay. She even dropped like very obvious spoiler type things for the season that was upcoming that had not been aired yet. And nope. just gave like everybody the vapors. She took them to church. It was great. There were tears, mm -hmm. and it was <laughs> and it was great because she was sitting right between Tony and I, and it was yes. it was it was awesome. And we were both like, <gasps> and and she Phyllis Logan was wonderful. And yeah, and I felt so bad because it was supposed to be like a fan panel, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm crashing this, but 
I thought she'd be I, worth I, I it because I always was, try to. I don't think anybody could play. Yeah, I don't think anyone could play <laughs> for that. Yeah. And we've been told I, I on the, make... on the uh, Facebook group, it's Kevin McNally is the name of the actor. Kevin McNally. Oh, thank you so much. I feel terrible. Um, I'm just glad I remember her name. Uh, but I, I, that was one of probably my proudest moments. And um, I felt bad at the way that, you know, it kind of shortchanged the people that were actively wanting to be on this fan panel. But at the same time, it rewarded those several hundred people that were in the audience that got a chance to talk to an unannounced guest that no one knew was at Dragon Con um, on their favorite show. They were, that's why they were in the room to talk about Downton Abbey. So, um, yeah, that's one of my proudest moments because I try to make all of my decisions on what is the betterment of the show? What is the betterment of the many versus the few? And in that moment, having a surprise guest surprise 200 people was going to outweigh maybe hurting the feelings of a couple of people that were hoping to really get a moment to engage with fans as fellow professionals. So yeah, glad I did it. Wouldn't take anything back other than that run down the hill to try to beat the crowd to get everything set up for it. I'm fat and old. <laughs> that, is, that is a hill. At least you weren't running up it. Yeah. No, <laughs> up it, it would never oh, have happened. It would never would have happened. So I remember it was raining. It was raining. Oh, no. And those that was the year that there was like this thin plastic coating on the badges. So mine <laughs> swelled up like a bubbled pita chip. So I had like this spherical badge for the rest of the weekend. It was great. Oh, wow. The little yeah, things I remember. Mm-hmm. That's when Bertrax, I think, was in the Sheridan. Yes. 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 Yeah. We were still there. And it, it was awesome. It was one of the highlights of that year. It truly, truly was. I agree. And I think it's one of the highlights of the show. I wasn't even there, and I feel I think it's cool. <laughs> That's the goal. So I had been. Uh, so, um, well, let's t- talk about some. Like, so you, you you told us about your first experience. Sure. Um, and then what what skills? Because it takes skill, right? Yes. You can't, you can't just put anybody up there, obviously. To, oh God, especially no. when you have, especially when you have um, celebrities that I mean, these are big name guests, yeah. and some of these guests have like big egos to go with those names. Uh, and I'm not like I do want to you know, talk out of school or about. call anybody. <laughs> <laughs> never. But, ego? Um, what kind of ego are you speaking of, that, Mike? That'll be in and, the Patreon only version of this podcast. <laughs> yes, <indeed>. absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and uh, and they sort of have like just big presence as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I mean. Do you do you still get like sort of starstruck at all or nervous? No, no. I don't. And it's not that like, oh, Tony, you're so great. You know, you're not nervous. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I don't get nervous in public speaking because that is my background. I have had the most humiliating things happen to me while giving public speeches through childhood. So I gave the wrong speech at an event and no one told me and I gave the entire speech. And then when I sat down, everybody was like, what was that? I had two speeches slated that day and I got them mixed up. It happens, but I was mortified. I was so embarrassed. Like I cried and I was like, you know what? After that, you can only go up. So like, if you've had like the worst thing happen to you in a situation, you generally, if you bounce back from it, those things just don't bother you anymore. So I get more nervous, um, honestly, with crowd behavior um, because the guest I can just deal with if we don't click right away, because I'm meeting them sometimes 30 seconds before we go on stage together. Yeah. Um, so just trying to gel with them and get a feel for what they're cool with and what they're not. And, 
the crowd because that's 2000 people in a room that I don't know if they're gonna say something offensive um, because the lights are really bright, you can't see very well. So I have to put a lot of trust and faith in like the tech teams and the safety teams to protect me and the guests from any type of outrageous behavior in the crowd. So if anything, those are the most nerve wracking things. Not that fans do anything, but that to me is like the weak spot in a panel, not anything mm -hmm. to do with moderating. I mean, I've gotten called out for maybe not knowing something, um, but I always like to try to educate people that just because I'm on the stage as the moderator um, does not offer license that I know what I'm talking about. My job right. as a moderator is to be that symbiotic person to help gel conversations with the audience with conversations with a guest. Mm -hmm. I don't have to know anything. And more often than not, I've been stuck on plenty of panels that have never even watched the show, never watched the movie. I don't know who any of the guests are, but I fake it because that's my job is to sit there and pretend like I'm having the time of my life and just nod sagely at all of these random episodic discoveries and plot lines that I have no idea what they're talking about. I've even done panels with people with uh, with actors and actresses where like all their characters were dead on the show and I had no idea. I was just like, oh, well, nobody dies in sci-fi, right? We'd really love to see them come back, y'all. I mean, I don't <laughs> always know what I'm talking about, but my job is to make sure that the guest is comfortable and that the fans have a great experience so that they walk away and go, oh my gosh, 60 questions answered is better than three questions answered. Good 60 people that their whole life was made in that one moment. So Plus, um, that's my you're goal. You're a conductor. You're a conductor, not an encyclopedia. Yeah. Like I've yeah. seen moderators who have that encyclopedic knowledge. And that's a gift. I wish I, wish I could. But to be fair, a lot of times they kind of steamroll the guest mm -hmm. with their knowledge instead of letting it's the guest actually. It's a gift and a actually, curse. Yeah. You know, you, you want mm -hmm. the guest to be able to answer the question and tell their own version of it, not mm -hmm. have the moderator just answer everything. Yeah, I try not to. Um, every, every moderator has a style. And for me, it's just not letting the guest go on a weird tangent, rein them in. And don't let a fan go on a weird tangent, rein them in. I have asked for the microphone to be taken away from someone. Um, next question, ask a different one. We're not going to answer that one today. Try a different one. No? Okay. Thank you so much. And then go to the next person. Um, I just try to be polite about it, but I absolutely, you just can't have any fear about shutting down situations that are problematic. Um, so I don't like the weird rambling on either end because that robs the oxygen in the room. If the guest goes on a tangent and the, you can't reel them in, then people just start getting listless and bored. And they're like, what is wrong with them? Because they're used to seeing a totally different personality. And not every actor or actress is a good public speaker. That's just the nature of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and plus, in addition to um, actually, you know, moderating the discussion, the, the, the guests themselves, um, I would imagine everybody's there in the audience because they want, especially if they're getting up, they're bold enough to get up and ask a question. Because in a, a lot of cases, it is, you know, there is a, a sense of boldness and braveness to mm -hmm. get up and ask somebody. I mean, you can generally tell some of these big panels when these people go up and ask questions how nervous they are. Yeah. They're shaking, right? Um, and it's amazing. And you don't want to steal that moment away from somebody. But on the other hand, your job is to sort of make sure that it, um, as many people as possible can mm -hmm. have that moment too, right? Yeah, I try to warm up the crowd before the guest arrives. 
Um, and what I try to do is whoever is first in line, go ahead and ask them what their question is going to be. And then make the joke, the end joke with the audience is we're going to pretend like we've not heard this question. Right. And everybody's like, yeah. So I just think that kind of, you know, takes the piss out of the room and, and makes it a little bit more relaxing because you're right. The first 15 minutes of every panel, people sit rigidly and they're sitting next to total strangers. Um, they've been standing in a line. They don't know if they're going to be entertained or not. They're tired. It's hot if they've been wrapped outside um, in line. So those first 15 minutes of just about every panel, people are just a bit more tense because they're just getting accustomed to their surroundings. And then those last moments of the panel are really when it picks up steam and people are rattling off great questions and the guest has had a great rapport with the audience and the audience is feeding off in the energy and et cetera, et cetera. That's when all of it becomes symbiotic. And then it's the end of the panel. So I do my best to try to speed that process up so that the first 15 minutes of any panel that I'm moderating isn't as painful and awkward as it can be. And and I have had an honor, the honor of actually moderating a few much smaller scale uh, guest panels uh, at Dragon. There Con are no places. small panels. <laughs> small rooms. Small rooms, exactly. Uh, 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 um, uh, yeah, well, we all know that there's guests and there's guests, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so, um, but I, I will say you probably haven't run across this off too often, but maybe um, because there's that time, there will be times where, um, you know, you open it up to questions and there's just like, they're, they're frozen. Nobody, nobody has questions. So yeah. you probably don't have to deal with that as much. Well, that's still the first 15 minutes. Nobody ever at, likes to ask the first question. No one. Mike, it Mike those, are usually, those are usually ESO panels. Come on, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's not a lot. I find later not in the right. afternoon, people are loosened up more and they're ready to ask the first questions, though. Usually after five. People have, people have had that first bucket of rum or whatever, and they've got their courage going. So, you know. <laughs> touche, touche. Uh, and I I get uh, really nervous. Uh, I used to be terrified and horrible at public speaking. Uh, really? It was, like the, it was the worst thing. I don't get that Yeah, I could. It was a nightmare for me. I'd had, okay. I'd had nightmare experiences as well uh, that uh, did not go well. Um, and I, for the longest time, I just thought it was, you know, something, a trait in me that just would never be resolved. Mm. The, um, the joy of I podcasting. Think, I think through, <laughs> I think through working, actually, that's not, I mean, that's, that's so true. Is no, I know. I'm serious about it. I was not joking and, about and, that. Uh, doing that's this podcast and then going to, uh, smaller conventions, mm -hmm. uh, doing, participating in fan panels where you're surrounded by people, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that helped a lot. But um, even so, I, I, you know, I still get uh, a little, little nervous and I do need to prepare. Sure. Um, so it is, it is that, um, but I, I would imagine um, how many like panels do you like do a day? Cause I can imagine, is that, I mean, it's, it's probably pretty taxing, right? Um, it depends on the year. Um, I, there's a misnomer that because you're good at something means you love it. I don't have a love of moderating. I actually find it stressful because mm -hmm. again, there are all those unknown variables and I never want to say something that's going to cause friction with my employers. So that's always mm -hmm. something that's lurking in the back of my mind and all eyes are on me. It's like this double edged sort of, okay, yeah. you're an employee. So everything you say 
kind of comes across as an official comment from the company. And that's not necessarily the case. But you can't tell a casual fan that they're like, oh, Tony, Tony works there. So anything Tony says goes. And I've had some like cut up moments with guests or whatever that I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I don't want to stray into PG-13 of an area because I don't want to offend anyone because this is my livelihood. So, I mean, it, it's just a hard balance, but I understand the need for me to moderate certain panels um, because I, I am good at it. Um, I just don't have a love for it. So I've been trying to wean myself off of panels as the years have gone by. Um, I have the new Dragon's Den show that we film at Dragon Con. Um, I'm the producer of that, and that eats up a lot of time. So for this past year, I only moderated a couple of panels. I was only involved in four, maybe. I still co-host The Masquerade. And yep. um, the art show, I'm the uh, the new charity barker for for the art show on Monday morning. So the, that was a new gig for me. But I only did like four panels last year. Um, uh, but I have done upwards of 15 to 20 and it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of talking. It's a lot of energy. Yeah. It's a lot of holding to go to the bathroom. It's a lot of, (laughs) cause I mean like it's a cycle, it's running around, it's having to pee because you're killing yourself with water, drowning Mm -hmm. because you're so thirsty because you're talking all the time. So it's just this vicious cycles and I'm not as young as I used to be. I'm almost 50. So I'm going up and down those hills only having 30 minutes because I don't have like this magical transportation that puts me ahead of the crowd. I still have to maneuver my way through. So yeah, it gets to be a bit more taxing and and being more sedentary appeals to me as I get older. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See folks, they haven't given him access to the secret tunnels underground. Or or, or a catheter (laughs) apparently. Do you feel. I'm going to put that in my writer. Do you feel that the the masquerade is its own different type of event from a panel? Mm-hmm. Like it's a different feeling, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I I want everyone that's entering the contest to feel seen, and that their work and effort meant something. I don't necessarily think the same way about a panel attendee. I want them to have a good time at the panel. But their feelings and their enjoyment aren't as important to me as someone that has waited for a couple of hours backstage to have 30 seconds of spotlight time. Mm -hmm. And I want each and every one of them to feel like no matter what the construct, um, because everyone has different skill levels. But I mean, that's a big time commitment and money and energy and uh, just nervousness. I mean, you're doing it live in front of all of those people. And, you know, I've been fortunate to have Eddie co-host with me almost yeah. every year that I've, I've done it. And between two of us just being zany and weird. Yeah. So great. You're a great so, partnership, by the way. Oh, so thank you. I do adore him. He's a great guy. Do, hope he comes guys, back. Do, do, do you yeah. do the writing as well? I'm so sorry. Did you repeat that? Do you do the writing for that show as well? Um, I, I do the introductory skit. Yes. Okay. And it doesn't, it always, it always lands exactly the way it's going to land. So did you write, <laughs> did you write the Duck Dodgers video for? Oh, absolutely uh, not. Actually, that okay. was um, created by DCTV because okay. that was done really? when we, we were from home. Right. Um, but anytime we've done like the live show in person, I've done the mm-hmm. opening uh, pack. So yeah, I didn't mean to misspeak, but the, the new Duck Dodgers was created during COVID to show during the virtual show. Um, so the DCTV team worked extremely hard. 
um, they doled out like a little bit of script for me to be the Porky Pig character and they gave some for Eddie and a whole bunch of other people. So um, I was actually shocked that we didn't play it this year at the show instead of the original Warner Brothers cartoon. I mean, I know we paid for the licensure to play it, but I'm like, y'all, these fans yeah. that made this, it's so cool. Well, but I, yeah, I think it's something we should be able to see every year. because well, that's just going on the DC TV schedule. It was you know. so amazing. <laughs> I'll have to write a strongly worded letter and see if it is. I just say, hey, the people on the Discord boards really want to. Yeah. <laughs> must, must have duck doctors yeah. and must have catheter for 2022. Yeah. Um, must, oh, let me tell you, being, being uh, in drag or heels as <laughs> these moments are born out of my head in the dead of winter when I think, oh, it's going to be perfectly fine to stand in yeah. full dress and heels under a light. Let me tell you, standing under those lights for like three hours having to go to the bathroom, it's something. It is something. Because you notice there's not a break in the show. Yeah. It continually no. runs through. Or last year when you had, you know, full on caked black and the black and Yeah, white that's right. On. I was I was um Agatha <laughs> from Agatha. Yeah. Vision. Yeah. You and, and if I might say you almost stole the, the masquerade show with that outfit <laughs> by yourself. I mean that was I that's that was one of the best outfits I saw like all weekend. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll slip you a twenty later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, I have a great idea for this year, but we'll see um, who comes back because, you know, for whatever reason, if Eddie's schedule doesn't line up or he doesn't want to come back to Dragon Con or, you know, whatever, I'm not part of the guest selection committee. I just am always breathing that sigh of relief if Eddie comes back because I'm like, oh, I know him. I have his contact information. He's great to work with. Um, he'll basically be like, I'll do whatever, Tony. You just tell me what. And I'm like, shh from your lips we will make it happen <laughs> um so i have a really cool idea for this year so um it should be fun we'll see uh mike do we have some uh questions or comments uh from people watching uh most of the folks who are there are mostly going <laughs> don't care know. they're unbothered yeah like, they're, they're in their own world right now they're like most... talk among yourselves <laughs> exactly they're like they're the, they were like you know commenting on you know Tony and you know you know what a great job it's he does hair. I can't believe we've done this for like almost half an hour or an hour almost and we haven't mentioned the hair yet oh my god that just makes me laugh like Tony what hair products do you use I was like what what, what? why do you care okay hey oh, well, and because of because of you there was a you know there's now an egg cult that Oh my gosh, you egg cult. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 36 dozen eggs. 36 dozen eggs. Wow. All right. For yeah. those people who don't know, actually, actually, Reg Regina Kirby cult. just, you know, said no comments. We're in. in actually, actually, Regina Kirby just, you know, said whoa. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Wow. I just got massive feedback. See, we wow. can't talk. We can't yeah. talk about the, the egg cult. Where yeah, we're no. one of the rules. <laughs> I know we were getting blown out right there. Wow, we're in the we're in the multiverse all of a sudden. Yeah, so, uh, yes. So it was funny though. I, Regina I, Kirby just uh, messaged and she said, "We're enraptured. We're not commenting tonight." <laughs> <laughs> enraptured. Oh, I love her. That's my big sis. I want to hear what. Tell us about the egg cult. <laughs> I, I can't because I didn't start it. I just told the story of how um, working under Regina Kirby and guest hospitality, uh, one of my my 
requirements, well, not a requirement, I guess one of my requests is I would um, boil and peel 36 dozen eggs to bring to this show every year and keep on ice so that we could serve boiled eggs in the morning, um, make egg salad sandwiches, do finger sandwiches for tea time, and then at night make deviled eggs with like caviar and stuff on them for for a cocktail hour. So I, that, I was the egg man. That's what I did. And I made a lot of eggs out and a lot of deviled eggs for those people, those guests. And whenever they used it, oh, this is great. I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> and I did that for, for like seven years. Yeah. And this was well before you could easily obtain shelled hard boiled eggs at like Costco and stuff. This was, yeah. you know, the early 2000s. So that really wasn't a hot thing. So, so. The, the moral is, it's like for all those people who are the man, like just sitting there going, man, I'm so jealous that you're up there, like, you know, with David Tennant, <laughs> you did, you did have to pay a price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you put in his time. <laughs> I put in my time <laughs> shelling eggs. Little did I know then, as I was peeling 36 dozen eggs, that one day I would be doing chair races with David Tennant across the track. I, 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 I was disappointed you never cosplayed as Egghead when you were doing that. Because I'm not trying to do And cover this hair? I, I know, right? Oh my gosh, just the idea of wearing a wig or a bald cap terrifies me because it's so hot under those lights and it's oh, August, yeah. September already. Like anybody that, any of those cosplayers that are wearing those, like really, I don't want to call them cheap, but like synthetic wigs, mm-hmm. they trap a lot of heat. Yeah, yeah. So synthetic when I see that, I'm like, oh, bless yeah. you. Or any, anyone old. in nope. anything from the Stark family collection. Yeah, cheers to you. <laughs> Heat stroke so my, is your friend. <laughs> my first year uh, co-hosting Masquerade, um, I was doing a, a Wonder Woman photo shoot, and I was dressed as Etta Candy, and I was in full winter wear. Oh, I remember that. They were like, Tony, go, go co-host. And I was like, of course, on the way. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to die. And I did. <laughs> yep. 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 it was so hot oh it was so hot see that's, that was like that's future plans Never you got like all right what is, what is the most flowy least amount of clothes i can get away with in the costume mm. in a costume yeah, that next year i wore like the uh we did jumanji so i was wearing like a safari outfit i was like oh. and then um i got eddie to be willy wonka and i was like you know what would be really funny is if i dress as an oompa loompa and Regina Kirby has such a reputation at Dragon Con that people look to her because she's the senior director over Masquerade. And they were like, what did Tony do to you? What did, wh- how, why is he the Oompa Loompa? And I was like, I thought it was going to be funny. I didn't know y'all were going to think it was a punishment. I thought it was great. <laughs> That would have been. I, I don't. I did not see that, and thank God, because I am terrified of Oompa Loompas. <laughs> I was bright, <laughs> nacho cheese, orange. It was great. So you were wearing a synthetic wig. Yeah, that right. that, is, that is nightmare fuel. If I had, <laughs> if I looked in the mirror and saw myself dressed like that, I would never be able to sleep. <laughs> I looked absolutely ridiculous, and I loved it because that's the point: is to is to have fun, and that's yeah. what I try to do. It's my moment of being able to express myself. And try to support the masquerade contestants that we're in uncomfortable clothing as well for several hours. So we're in this together. We're a team. Yeah, and some of them are like building whole dinosaur exoskeletons yeah. and carrying that stuff oh, around. Some of those, it's incredible. It's yeah. one of the things I truly love about Dragon Con is the amount yeah. of cosplay that we see. I've seen Absolutely. some mind blowing things, and I'm like, 
wow, are you kidding me? I've seen like smoking dragon, metal dragon sculptures Mm -hmm. unfurled. And then I've seen silly stuff like Sattler and Waldorf sitting on a bench underneath the Marriott Escalator making fun of everybody walking by. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. That's me and my friend, but we're not in costume. (laughs) That's just what we're doing. That's just the reality of our ages now. Seriously. (laughs) Um, Getting back to moderating. So I just want to sort of follow back up with that. Um, As far as uh, people out there who may be interested in being involved as a moderator Mm -hmm. or what, what sort of uh, advice do you have tips or anything like that to, to be a successful moderator, be it, um, you know, with a big name guest or otherwise. Um, I always encourage people that want to be a moderator to make sure that they're visiting the conventions that they want to moderate for, um, that they're actively uh, finding out who the right people are that are orchestrating who sits on panels. Um, I know for Dragon Con, those first steps are, you know, whatever your fandom is, to look to the director of that fan track and watch and learn and offer up you know assistance I mean a lot of people get where they are because they were at the right place at the right time or they offered to do a job that wasn't as as awesome as maybe somebody else would want them to think it is so you know you start from the bottom and work your way up um I started making eggs and then I went over to programming and then I counted a bunch of chairs and ballrooms and then I ran a lot of messages and errands and then I got my opportunity with Malcolm McDowell. And so that it turned into like, there was a need for people that the company trusted to sit on panels um, to make sure that the guests had a really great experience. So, uh, you know, everybody's journey is going to be different, but I always tell people, I mean, like start getting in good with the people that, that put panels together and you'll get your shot because some people, especially if they are wanting to get closer to higher end guests, they tend mm-hmm. to not want to do the smaller professional fan panels and that might be where you need to start um but it's always about just being prepared and being professional yeah and be good at it and always be on you never know who's watching exactly and sorry michael no i was just going to say the same thing tony said because you know literally it's even before i started podcasting um i you know was looking at, I think the Facebook page for Brit tracks and they said they were looking for folks to be on panels. And so I said, sure, I'll try it. I'd never done a panel before ever. And like Mike, I was like, you know, getting in front of people to speak and everything. So, you know, Carol in her wisdom put me on a panel with Peter David and for my very first <laughs> panel and trying to get a word in edgewise was that, that's an easy fun. panel. Yeah. <laughs> That's an easy yeah. panel. We'll, ju- we'll just say that. We'll just say that. <laughs> Those are my oh, Peter, favorite tell panels. Me about... and you don't need a moderator. Yeah, uh-huh. but it it was awesome. It was awesome, and I got hooked. And now, what I usually do at least what fourteen to sixteen panels oh, a year. Uh, yeah, you're oh, a panel man. Oh. Yeah. 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 Oh my heart. That's you know, and that's on that's on a light that's on a light year. So you know. I think the most I had one when your ear was 20 and, you know, Judy was like, are you going to sleep this year? No, no. I know that Regina Kirby is always um, going to have an eye open for moderators throughout the show to 
bring on to main programming panels, there's always a shortage of great moderators. Um, as the show gets bigger, that's more panels. And a lot of those panels require moderators. So you you never know. That's why I always mm-hmm. encourage people, if you're if you're on a panel and you're moderating, you never know who's watching you. Um, it may not be Regina Kirby, but she has a friend in the audience that might be like, hey, I heard you talking about needing a moderator. I just was in this panel and this person was really amazing. Um, I don't know if anybody recorded it or not, but you should try to find it. Because I know that she has headhunted that way before. <laughs> And, and I've you done never it. know. I mean, and and, and everybody in the, and everybody in the audience has, uh, you know, they can say whatever they want in the app. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's they, quite uh, true. They know that they do look at the app. Like they do. They do see everything in the app. Uh, that said, so yeah, we uh, see but, all thirty-five thousand feedback comments each year. Yep. Yeah. But well, as, you know, because well, uh, Regina actually just responded to that. And she said, hone your skills in fan panels. She was agreeing with yeah. us all on that. And she says, a moderator is the frame, not the picture. Yep. And, yeah. you know, the moderator should never be the star of the yep. panel. No, no. No. It should oh, be. Well, the, I, it, did a, I did a couple of uh, moderations for uh, Trek Track ages ago, and I found it was very handy to have some improv skills as well. Oh, yeah. Because yes. you never you know got to. You got to. what's oh, yeah. going to happen. So you need, you need not, the yes and. Yeah. Oh, yes, and yes, is your and best friend. You need that. So if, if you don't have those skills or you're not uh, like a dungeon master, because they're ad-libbing all the time, <laughs> I, I would suggest getting those skills before trying to moderate Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Roll with the punches because there's mm-hmm. going to be time. You never know where it's yeah. going to go. Yeah. I actually had a, uh, a, a writer. It was the panel about their work, and they left during the panel and did not return. They got a phone call. And they were out the doors. It must have been something personal. Hopefully it wasn't anything tragic. But we just had to kind of plug along for 35 yeah. minutes to talk about their work. I've and heard about I had not read. <laughs> Also, and when you're a moderator or up on a panel, don't take it personally when people leave no. the panel. And yeah. I, because I know people who who do, and it's just it's craziness, and it's it's not about you or something. They might I have know. to be at another. Oh my God, the Joss Whedon panel is going to be in mm-hmm. you know twenty minutes, or David Tennant is speaking with Tony, you know, and you know in you know five minutes or something, you know. John Berriman's <laughs> doing drag no, no, demonstrations no. in the Marriott. Go for, for that. You'd have to wait in line, like start at the line in the morning. Because, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because, yeah, that's not a, just five minutes. We could be there and get in. Yeah. It's kind of thing. I would say uh, also, like, don't eat, you know, if you're, if you're interested in, in the panels, don't even like start out with the goal of being a moderator. Be a panelist. Mm-hmm. Plenty of the tracks, put, especially the fan tracks, put out calls every year on their Facebook pages looking for panelists to join. Get the practice of talking with multiple people on a panel before mm-hmm. you try to lead That's the conversation. True. Exactly. And, you know, always join in with Joe Crow's panels because he at least puts <laughs> 20 people up on the stage at one time. So. 8 a.m. <laughs> Monday morning. You wow. can be there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's it's awesome. Uh, we love Joe for doing that. It's uh, and you know I I think my first panel ever at DragonCon was in the American Sci-Fi Classics. So and that was a dream come true for me because I even though I didn't like speaking in front of people uh, the first few years I was at DragonCon I loved the experience so much. I I would go to panels and I would see the people like you know producers, directors, writers, actors, whatever you on the other side of that table and I was just like one day I want to be on that side of the table. 
I want to be on that side of the table. Uh, not because I just want to like talk to people, just because I want to um, do something and share it. Um, and so it was very inspirational for me. Um, but uh, I also imagine that, you know, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, when you're as good as you are, Tony, and it's a smooth, like people think it's not work, right? People think that <laughs> oh, people sure. think uh, that anybody can do it, right? Oh, uh, that, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I've had plenty of feedback where people thought that I was literally the worst thing that's ever happened to the world. Um, and in the same panel, I would get glowing rainbow unicorn wings and halos and how wonderful I am. So I, I try to tell people uh, when we get all of our feedback, um, you know, look at the, those middle, they're ready to do three stars for a reason. What was the driving reason? Um, so I always tell people those ones and fives, take them with a grain of salt. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, not everybody that has a microphone should necessarily speak into one. Um, but moderators are there as Regina so eloquently put in the comments that, you know, moderators are the framework the guest is the picture and everybody's yeah. looking at the picture. So elevate that's, them. That's what they're there to see. That's what they wait in line to see. That's exactly. what they pay money to see. Right? My yeah, favorite, uh, my favorite negative comment was for some reason, Tony thinks it's all about him. I like to remind that person if they're out there, that that comment was on the Tony lately show. So it was <laughs> my show. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the picture. <laughs> that moment. So. Well, well, we are. Thanks uh, for coming to, to it. Are, <laughs> thanks for coming to this TED talk. <laughs> Mike, do do we have any other questions or comments of notes? But I try not no, to make it about me. No, any of nothing worth talking about. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, we are very happy and honored to have you uh, to have this show be all about you. Sir. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's been amazing. Um, no, as we so draw a close, we are now going to draw a close to the fourth episode of the 2022 Dragon Con Report. And uh, a big thank you. We really appreciate it, Tony. All the work you do, everything you do to make Dragon Con more enjoyable for all of us. Thank you. Hey, hope to continue uh, anyway. doing it for years to come. Um, where can people go to if you do? You, do you have anything personal to plug? Because everybody knows about the DragonCon links, of course. But um, well, we certainly anything? want you to to um, follow us um, on all of our social media channels to find out about the next DragonCon Town Hall, um, mm-hmm. which will be shot live from MomoCon. So we're excited about that. Um, stay tuned for announcements later this summer about the themes for Dragon's Den. Uh, we're going to do. Eight out of 10 dragons. So if anybody's familiar with the UK show, eight out of 10 cats, they'll get a little sneak preview of what our Dragon's Den game show is going to be about. Uh, So we'll be inviting fans to participate in that. Uh, So look for those announcements. But on a personal level, that's not Dragon Con related. um, I'm a huge tabletop RPGer, and I have the great honor of being on the cast of a Strixhaven game, which will be airing on Switch channels next month. So Stay tuned to my social media. I'm Tony Gowell on everything. Thank you, baby Jesus, for the weird last name. So I've got to <laughs> keep that on all of the socials. Um, and yeah, um, I'm super looking forward to that. I'm doing a D&D cruise in November. And uh, yeah, we just got back from one on in March. Had the best that time. Like yeah, yeah. yeah, D3 at sea. Yeah. Thank you. We had the best time and look forward to doing it again in November. So that's, that's a bit of the, the nerdy geeky me. The table behind me is actually a working D&D table with the panels that we've been working on so that we can cool. throw those math rocks inside. Very cool. Thanks, guys. 
That yeah, awesome. absolutely. Oh, one uh, one last comment, Mikey. Mm-hmm. Um, F. Tom Larison said, "I still think Tony is actually a high end CGI character developed by <laughs> Dragon Con TV." <laughs> that, that's quite possible. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a perfect way to end this segment. Hey, I thought it was awesome. I love it. Absolutely. Technology has uh, come a long way. It's true. It's true. I also want to give a big shout out to our regular station crew. Jen, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Anything you want to promote? Uh. Well, as announcements start coming out, folks, don't forget, you can find me over at the DragonCon Parties, Meetups, and More group. It is an unofficial group, but I help you navigate um, live concerts, the folk, uh, the folk track performances, parties at night. Uh, for those of you who, you know, want to get out and meet and uh, socialize with your fellow geeks while at con. It is a great group. If you don't belong, join Although you will have to uh, one of us, some... one of us. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah. I'm not talking to any of the, the spam bots out there. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> they have to get past the questions anyway. Yeah, they have to get past the questions. We are real people, uh, kind of sort of. <laughs> yeah. And 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 Darren, thank you as well. Oh, you're welcome, sir. Anytime, once a month and, or so. And what do you want to promote? Uh, well, I I work on Legion of Substitute Podcasters, which tells all about the good Legion of Superheroes goodness that DC Comics may put out, depending upon the month. <laughs> and um, uh, also uh, the uh, Rainbow Room on ESO, where we talk about LGBTQ content in film, TV, etc. I think we just did Fried Green Tomatoes, and I had to miss yeah. it. Yeah, I had some, I had some Waffle House that turned bad on me, man. It was not good. <laughs> Should have gone you, to the Whistle missed, Stop Cafe. Good yeah, our so we'll what we're gonna do next. My favorite gay thing. Yeah, <laughs> just finish it. We have to figure out what we're gonna do for Pride Month because I think that'll probably be around our next episode. Absolutely, nice. I think yep. so. I think you mm-hmm. might be right, sir. So we'll have a talk about that offline, but it'll be fabulous. Absolutely, and of course, thank you, <laughs> Director Faber, for which none of this would be possible, and that goes for the live streaming as well. Thanks for your right. efforts tonight. I hope mm-hmm. I hope everybody is able to see us okay. I think now they are finally as before we log off where they are very well. Well, hey, the good news mine is didn't that... cut off, so yay! Yes, that deserves a round of applause right there. Uh, and and this will be saved so uh, people can watch it, you know, non-live yep. uh, at any time. And of course, the audio part will be out uh, really soon as well. So, well, audio, um, audio, and video go live both the same days. So, cool. the video goes live up on. Of course, up on our YouTube channel, and the audio goes out to you know everywhere, you know anywhere you can find find podcasts. Even the Dragon Con report is there. Just remember that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, special thanks to our listeners, viewers, fans, and friends. Uh, we try to cover all we can with these episodes, but to keep up with the latest news, please check out the official Dragon Con website, all their social media outlets. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, all the fan tracks are active on Facebook as well, so be sure to uh, check those out. We are a proud member of the ESO Network. We have a tea Public store filled with all kinds of cool stuff, including a very cool logo for the new Dragon Con Report podcast. There's a link for that in this episode's show notes and on the top of the ESO Network page. Uh, we also have a Patreon page. Again, 
Thank you, patrons. We love you. <laughs> yeah. You're our best uh, friends. You're best friends absolutely. ever. Uh, if you want to contact us, please feel free, feel free to email us at feedback at dragonconreport.com or reach out to us via all those uh, outlets as well. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we're all there. Uh, and and Dragon Report is there as well. So you uh, please uh, uh, take advantage of that. Uh, take advantage of us. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Consensus king. Speak for yourself. And on that note, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'm thanks host, for having Mike me. Gordon, and it has always been my pleasure. Uh, take care. Stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you all at the con. Yay! Bye, everybody. 132 days. Work on your. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.